All right. Welcome, people, good people, to the latest episode of The Side Eye. I am Uptown Bobby, a.k.a. Robert Brown, a.k.a. Call me whatever you want to call me. Just make it nice. Uh, and I'm Kay Clark, uh, a.k.a. Sir Lucius Left Foot. No, no. That's <laughs> which reference. Yeah, you know, big boy, big boy move. I guess so. <laughs> Uh, well, that's a good that's a good opener because uh speaking of rappers, uh there's a new show on HBO Max or HBO. Do it does anybody just have regular ass HBO? I feel like everybody has HBO Max now. Yeah, I think it's melded all together now. So <laughs> Right. So HBO series rap shits. Uh which I kinda I, I still don't like that title because it's kinda like it's hard to say it out loud in front of everybody. <laughs> I mean, I know things are a little less uh, PG than back in the day, but it's like still be like talking to your mama about the new show. Like, it's, oh, it's called rap stuff or whatever. But anyway, <laughs> uh, title and rant aside, the first two episodes dropped. Uh, I only saw one. You got to see both. Uh, yeah. What are your first impressions of the show, and what did you think about it? Okay, so quick refresher, I guess. You know, rap shit is about two young. Uh, slightly estranged friends living in Miami and they decided to form a rap group, one named Sean and one named Mia. Uh, first, first episode created by Issa Rae, of course. Um, first episodes are um, something for the girls or something for the city. I think it's the titles of them. So I guess it's the follow the insecure model of like titling each episode of the season the same thing. Um, so my initial thoughts, um, at first, at the end of the first episode I watched, it was like, okay, that was, that was cool. You know, I, I didn't really have a strong opinion about it one way or the other. Um, I mean, the two lead actors, they definitely have like a nice chemistry. Uh, um, I definitely got uh, light Issa vibes, Issa, Issa Dina, Issa Ray from um, Shauna's character, as far as being like a little bit socially awkward, uh, not not really being quote unquote cool in the way that Mia is, or she's not quite the, um, she doesn't have quite the natural magnetism that Mia has. Like Mia can just turn on a video, talk her shit in front of the camera, or truck a little bit and she's like she she like draws people to her in a way that that Shauna doesn't does not naturally in a way and then not until she starts to rap um so I got a little bit of Isa from her and, and a little bit of Molly from me but slightly just you know just the thing just thinking about the nature of the insecure because it's you no know, it's from the you know on the umbrella of Issa Rae um so I got that um to me the show really clicked in the second towards the midway point end point of the, of the second episode because they're sitting in the bar um they're not sh- sure yet they're going to do the group because they try to get together and for shauna is very much in the, in the realm of one to be like a lauren hill rhapsody queen latifah sort of mode where she wants to like uh have the respect of of male listeners specifically uh and really like not just make rappers like fun and sexy and like bop for the summer, but like make something that's kind of that's like has a, a poetic sort of deeper edge to it. Um, whereas Mia, Mia doesn't really rap at all. Uh, she just, but she, she's a season more like this is the game, just how we can get this money so that we can go this way if we want to. Um, and she wants to really push like this to do, this is do something fun and sexy. So it's, a, it's you see them clash uh, initially about that, and then they go and sit in the bar and they have a discussion where Mia, uh, Shauna is like, you know, Every female rapper is the same nowadays. They, they, I can just get my body done, make a song about it, and I'd be hot. And then I can just, and then every female rapper that you see that's been successful, it's, it's about, she said, it's like, 
she said uh, every female rapper that's successful is, is basically has has some it's been attached to a guy who was trying to fuck them. <laughs> how she said how she phrased it. And then, but Mia disagreed. Mia was saying, "Well, okay, you're going going on on about how you want you try not to uh, make your art for the male gaze, but but niggas are still controlling you because you over here all clothed up. You're afraid to be sexual in any way, and you and so you still being controlled in your own way by these guys. Like I don't see it the way you do. When I she said because they were talking about little Kim, Nicki Minaj, things like that. She said when I see Nicki Minaj, I see uh, I don't think about." Whatever man was attached to her, I see like a fly bad bitch. Same with Lil Kim. Saying, just saying, like you, you can't really say that you're free if you still like thinking so much about what men think. You know, he's trying not to make things for the male gaze. So that that was a moment that clicked for me. That's that moment when I thought, okay, this is a show, not just a little cute thing to watch for some of this. Like it's gonna be a show because you got two women, two women from the same area, but it's a slight class difference because Shauna went to college. You know, she didn't finish, but she went to college. And and just in the way that she carries herself and, and just her vocabulary and things like that, she's different from Mia, who's more much more around the way. She finished high school, she didn't go to college, she had a baby. You know, she worked used to be in a stripper club, strip club. She's, she just has her OnlyFans. You know, so she's there's differences between them that can that are that could make for like a uh, interesting look at like different views about you know how how to approach their career as rappers about. You being sexy or being sexual and things like and, and things like that. Um, there's also like uh, the potential for drama there because they do have different approaches, and also the fact that uh, Shauna has a boyfriend who is like very much in the mode of like a future, you know, uh, politician, Obama esque type of type of dude. Uh, and he's like a politician, yeah. So he's like he's like in school for like. Um, one of it was actually Kid Fury playing Butch and playing it uh, pretty well, actually. Uh, it was saying they, they mentioned he was like trying to be like a future senator or something like that. Uh, and so he finds out about Mia and it's, and it's kind of low key horrified that she that she's like involved with this girl who has like an OnlyFans, which she think, thinks is porn, and um, and that she's going down this path of like you know I guess you call it uh, you know city girls s rap basically, um, and and saying like this this isn't what your music. Uh, your original message with you. So I think that could create a conflict with Shauna because, you know, he's talking about wanting want her to move to New York and and to be with him. And um, I can I just, I can see it um, being conflicting because in a way there's like there's like two lives uh, stretched out before her right now. If you got the life she could have with Mia, if they pursue the rap thing full time and it takes off and she goes that route with it, and then you have this route where maybe she. Either gives a rap entirely, or just becomes a hobby, and she basically becomes like a senator's wife in New York, or, or whatever, some patron of the arts type of you know upper class bougie black woman type of thing, you know. So there's that. She has she has options that Mia doesn't. You know, Mia Mia's boyfriend, baby daddy, is all, is a rapper who's who's starting to become successful because he gives us some he's made, he made he gave us some money that he made from a song uh, in episode two. So it's just like it, it, there's a lot there that explore, and there's a lot there for potential conflict. Uh, that I found interesting in the second episode. The second episode is really, really click for me. So, particularly that that uh, discussion. Hmm. Uh, yeah, I just really saw the uh, the city girl references, kind of you know, with uh, Shauna, I guess, being like the young Miami, and then Mia being more like the JT uh, combination, because you know JT the one that had like the legal trouble. Mm. And whatnot, uh, I could see those. Similarities. Uh, 
it was it was some funnier parts than I thought. You know, I didn't think it would be. I was wondering how, what kind of funny would it be? Would it be ha ha funny or kind of like sort of funny? Because mm. insecure kind of like it kind of had like a bit of both. Like sometimes it would be ha ha funny, and sometimes it would be like subtle stuff. But it was a lot of time I watched Insecure, and I probably laughed like three times. But this seems like it might be funniest because it took a while for it didn't take too long. But it kind of like the I remember the first few episodes of Insecure. I'd be like, that I thought this was like a comedy. <laughs> I was like, because like it was like some cringe or like like broke cookie. I was like, <laughs> uh, but so this this seems like it might be uh have a better footing along as far as like the comedy part. Um like the Shauna stuff I thought was interesting. Like she's not exactly like upper crust. She just had uh she just went to college basically and you know she she has a, a quote unquote morals, I guess. Uh then uh Mia, but she'd be stealing. <laughs> she'd be yeah, like, that's, that's the system. Yeah, yeah, like some her own scam. Mm-hmm. yeah, so she's scamming too. It's just at work, you know, or uh, whatever. Mm-hmm. But uh I'm I'm interested to see how it goes. So my whole thing was like, what's the shelf life for this show? Like, like is it gonna be able to tell a multiple season story? Or is it gonna be something that's gonna be like a quick, maybe like one or two seasons and then you finish it? Or like what's how long is it gonna take before it maybe it gets stale? Because you know, there's only so many episodes, there's only so many seasons you can do where they're struggling or they're trying to come up. And then what happens after they come up? So I am interested to see that because like Atlanta, you know, you had uh you were waiting to see Paperboy blow up. You see like the the you know, starting from the bottom and then actually getting to a point to where they're able to be uh, sustainable. So that's the interesting part. I want to see like what's what's the payoff going to be when they do make it, or how 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 do we see them make it, and what happens after that? So I think it's got some meat on the bone. I mean, I, I'll go along with the story for the first season and see what happens. Uh, the social media part kind of interesting. I was kind of annoyed with it, but then I kind of like roll with it too because I'm like, man. Cause that was one of my least favorite parts about uh, insecure. Sometimes they'd be like, you see, like scenes where it's just texting, and I'd be like, I get it. We all use our phones now, and that's just life. But I don't want to see that shit on TV. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the, the shooting style was interesting to me. The way they were like uh, follow through the phone, through FaceTime, and through stories that was interesting to me. And I thought that it, it it was a little bit jarring at first, but I got used to it. Um, I will say, I mean, I guess for me, it does hit a little uh, close to the home being a, a aspiring or independent music artist. You know, I know the the the, the little exasperation she had when she was like, you know, she quit and she like, yeah, I'm pretty good music. And da, 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 da. I was like, oh, yeah, you you one of them days, huh? Um, you know, just or just like um, when they they did she did a freestyle with me in the car and she had like a bunch. They got like a bunch of it went viral, mini viral. And then she got got touch with her friend and works at Spotify. Like, you know, you, can you share? Can you share? Or, or can you do this and do that? And her friend was like, "Well, do you have anything else to to, to look at when if, if I share this?" She was like, "Well, no." And I was like, <laughs> "I got both sides of it because I've I've had hosts go like mini viral or get like you know ten k or twenty k and and you get caught with moment like, man, it's gonna you know somebody gonna share this gonna da, 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 this gonna happen this gonna happen and then you, know, you post the next thing and it's like five hundred. <laughs> Hundred, <laughs> you know, and then back down to earth. So I, I got her, I got her, I got her being caught in the frenzy of it, but also got her friend being like, "Well, what you going? What, what are they going to look at when they come on your page? Aside from that one video, you know, what else you got for them? Because now it's less, it's less A and R building you up, building you up and, and developing you. It's more like you build it 
then they'll come and pour some money on top. Mm-hmm. Yep. So I'm I'm interested. I'm along for the ride. I, I like okay, that was enough for me. Uh I didn't see episode two. I think I'll get around to that probably before the next one airs. But it's something it's something to watch, you know. It's like uh it gives me something to take away my time, you know, because you know, of course insecure been gone and then um Atlanta's, you know, they wrapped up. And then Sunday oh. night's been feeling kind of weird. Uh, uh, coming back in September. They dropped their trailer uh, last week. Oh, really? It's coming back mm-hmm. in September. Uh, well, it did season take a long four, yeah. break. Yeah. This is last. Is this the last season? Yep. Okay. They so the oh, it's, it's the last season. Mm-hmm. They dropped the trailer. Uh, I think last third Wednesday or Thursday. I hope they back in Atlanta. I, I want to. I want to. Uh, I want to feel. I want to feel real again. Like I like the yeah. surreal. The surrealism of insecure, I mean, of Atlanta has always been there, but it just was a little, it leaned a little, a little heavy on it. The last one, yeah. Well, I think it's going to be like a combination because if you in the little trailer that they put, it's not so much a trailer for the new season, you don't see any new scenes. It's more like you see everything that, that has been referenced in the past three seasons, like you see like a reference to like Alligator Man, uh, you see a reference to uh, the tree that people boy try to uh, chop down with the chainsaw. Uh, I think he's it's a, it's, a, it's, a, it's an ostrich in there from the uh, Teddy Perkins episode, like from the ostrich, ostrich egg that hatches, and you know everything that, that's uh, the visible cars in there. You know every, everything that's, that's happened over the past few seasons. They kind of just show it in the in the uh, little advertisement. So I think it's like them back in Atlanta. I think I think they'll be back in Atlanta, and they'll probably just draw on everything that we've been watching. You know, last three seasons. I I think, but I don't know. You never know. <laughs> Yeah, we'll see. You you never know what them uh them Glover niggas. Uh, <laughs> we will see. But yeah, overall, I can wrap shit up. I give the premiere a thumbs up, even though I just saw like uh the first episode. I'm 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 in it. I, I'm gonna fuck with it. Like, let's go. Let's see what happens. Shit, I ain't got nothing else to do. <laughs> uh, speaking of uh shows, summer shows. Uh, last episode, I mentioned uh, FX slash Hulu's The Bear, which I really loved. I I, I haven't been impressed with a TV show uh, in this first season in a while. Uh, it was one of the first shows. I, it was one of the first shows I was able to watch from episode one to whatever, like a whole season, and pretty much like two days. Uh, you finally got a chance to watch it. Mm-hmm. What did you think about it? <laughs> I mean. God damn! All that drama for sandwiches. It was just, like, you know, just it, I mean, just intense. Like it, it was like it's like it's so. Intense. It was like I, I watched the first two episodes. Maybe, like I think two episodes in, I was just like, like this inside. It was just like it's everybody's like fuck you, fuck, fuck, fuck. It's like just just screaming over, like screaming in the in the in the kitchen and just like you know, like if, if I ever wanted to be a chef, it was like not now. Just like <laughs> just. Take it back. Why know somebody like you know in a TV or at the store or something? You know, just, I mean, it's you no know, very intense show. But at the same time, I was I was interested in in seeing what was going to happen. Uh, what's the name? Carmine is the main guy. Carmine come back. Mm-hmm. back his, his brother has killed himself. Who was played by um, what's the name from Walking Dead? You want to live? You want to survive? Shane. He he uh, he, uh, <laughs> he, uh, he he played his brother who died who killed himself, and he's trying to figure out. He he doesn't. They, they had a very strange relationship, is what I, I got from it. Uh, he's trying to turn the restaurant around from being basically a a, a a terrible plate, terrible restaurant in terms of like the work dynamic, because everybody's just 
has a way of doing things. There's no sort of unity involved in it. And I guess I like that they they showed it how it didn't happen overnight. You know, he came in, he had his own way of doing things. Everybody's just like, who's this guy? You know, whatever, this weird genius type of dude. Uh, and, you know, they, they push back against him. And he, he has like, he has like his second in command, Sydney. Um, and she's, she wants to go along with it because she believes in him and she knows who he is. And she, ha- she has her own sort of, sort of come up story. But like he, you know, treats her badly. And, you know, she has her own conflicts with the staff, particularly the, uh, the older woman. I can't think of her name. Uh, she didn't believe her at first. But then. Oh, Tina, yeah, <laughs> Tina, Tina was giving her shit. Um, hey. Yeah, Tina was just like, I ain't here for it at all. But um, but she get, but she came around. The thing is, like about midway through, um, the staff were really trying to believe like he had the guy who was really into baking the donuts and things like that. Can you, you know, uh, uh, he was really got into that area, and the other guys, other people fell in line. Everybody except for uh, fucking Richie, like Richie oh, just, uh, Richie just. I wanted like, to stab him too. I was like, <laughs> man. Nigga, exhausting. You know, just please stab him. <laughs> hey, please just take a vibe and just shut the fuck up. But just calm, just calm, just calm, just calm down because it's he, he, But I, I get it. I mean, I never been, I never lived in New York or Boston, that you know, whole East Coast. But I, he's that guy who wakes up at three hundred on on three hundred and is just ready to, for some shit to pop up because he has something to say because he got unresolved trauma that he ain't worked through and and he and he just angry he, but that anger is 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 filtered through this through this whole like let me tell you something I tell you what if he's down south type of thing you know you know what I'm talking about mm-hmm. that's he that type of yeah. guy and so so that's, that's at a certain point he's like odd oh, man out because he's so used to the old way of doing things and like the new way is actually working to the point where Tina pulls him aside it's like you know you gotta get your shit together because I'm getting my shit together you know um mm-hmm. so and then it ends with them finding this stash of money uh in the old all these old pasta cans or whatever uh that his brother left him behind you know, which leads to season two of them like now they're gonna re I guess Paul that back into the restaurant and reinvest and do that and so um yeah, like I say, it's a it's a very intense show. If you get past all the you know just the 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 night in your stomach feeling, I mean, it's it's a good show to stay with. Um, and I think, like I said, I think it, it sort of ex- I'm trying to explain it. Like the main character, I think he's like Carmine is like he's got some issues, but it's not like he's not like a precious genius. Like nobody, he's like he doesn't come in like and, and do some magical shit to save the day. And everybody's like, oh, oh no. It's, it's just like he he comes in, he's a person, he messes up, and he has to apologize, and like you know, you know, he, I, I, I think that's different than what you probably would see with these sort of like talented savants sort of people, like you know, yeah, like like a Don Draper sort of like I mean, Don maybe he apologized once or twice. <laughs> Most of the time, he would come right. in like save the day, or he would like come in and just fuck shit up, and then and then that would just be the end of it. <laughs> and maybe he would come out and speak somehow, but like. But this, right. but this, but this guy is 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 some consequences to that. To to he's talented, but he's like flawed, and, and he doesn't get to skate by because right. of that. And it was a gradual change too. You know how a lot of shows or movies come, and the person comes, and you get like the first 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 you get the pushback. Mm-hmm. You know, you get the person coming like, all right, this is how we gonna do it, y'all. This da, 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 da. then you get the pushback, and then you get to like the montage of people like, oh, okay, I guess you know. Then they say, you know, everybody's like getting along. You're exactly. <laughs> yeah, everybody's like, yeah. But nah, you didn't get there because even when it turned around, it was still really flawed. Like the part where um that seventh Sydney episode put in, yeah, when she put in the uh the to go system and it just ruined everything. Mm. And I worked at a restaurant, a short, it wasn't like a big fancy restaurant, 
Well, it was fancier than uh that place, but it, it was it had like a it was a mom and pop place. It kind of it was local, and it had like a uh a menu that wanted to be fancy, but they still sold like muffaletas and like stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But man, when you get to rush and you get busy, it's just like that. It was less fucks, like not as many fucks, <laughs> but the intensity, the pace. Oh, that show did a great job. I read that it was actually filmed in the restaurant too. Um, it just got all that down pat, like the uh, you know, but on your back, behind you, you know, people, um, the, like as far as like the the stuff with the health inspector, all that stuff. It just people, you know, getting on people's asses. It, it, I just really love the rawness of it. I also like the fact that as annoying as Richie is, the show let him be there. You know, now you watch a lot of shows. And characters like that, they don't let them thrive long. Like they either like correct it really quick. Like now, like, oh, you're you know, the one character give them a speech about how toxic they are, blah, blah, blah. That person's like, you know what, you're right. I should change. But no, it's not that. <laughs> like people tell him that and he's like, whatever, fuck off, leave me alone. <laughs> and even his confrontation with Sydney, I was glad that they let it happen. Cause now a lot of shows try to stray away from that because they don't want to mm. be like Oh, the optics are bad. You know, this white guy arguing with this little black girl, but no, they let it happen. It happens. Let it play off. <laughs> it happens, exactly. And, and she had to stand up to him and she did. And that that's exactly what happened. And he was able to call her out because she, you know, she was a she was a flawed character as well. But they kept it realistic and they kept it tactful too. Cause, you know, he wasn't going, he, he didn't just go right to oh, you black bitch. You know, mm-hmm. he was just like, you know, you yeah. millennial brat. Yeah, you know? yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I enjoyed it a lot. I like the um, I just like the characters. They're so human, so real. Like it's a diverse cast, but it's not forced. You know, it's 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 like it, that's, those are the people who really do make up restaurants. You know, it, it's mm. regular people, and you'd be like, oh, they should quit. And I like the fact that they you had people quit because it'd be like that people quit, then they'd be like, you know what, man, I was just pissed off. You know, <laughs> shit happens. Mm. So. I fucked with it. I, I really liked the bear. It was my one of my favorite shows this summer. Uh, I read one review. One reviewer didn't like the ending. She felt like it was um, damn. What's that phrase? I always have trouble saying it, but it's a phrase people ex-dus, use. Exus machina. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> she felt like it was. It. I mean, it kind of was, but at the same time, I mean, hell, they needed a break because it's so much darkness was in that show. You're Shit, right. let's have. Cause that, that whole thing, yeah, that, yeah, that one episode where they got the good review and then everything just everything just went downhill from there. Like, damn, this is sad. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> I was sad know. when the oven broke when they like when they like lost the gas. I'm like, damn, we can't win for nothing. <laughs> and he have in the uh as in the get, get them kids Xanax. <laughs> oh yeah, oh man. But yeah, I just yeah, uh, overall, like I'm glad you enjoyed it as well. And I hope mm-hmm. uh I hope it comes back season two. Oh, it is, it's, it's coming back. Okay, it's, re- it's, renew- it's been renewed. Good deal, good deal, good deal for Chicago. Good win for Chicago. So next, uh, oh, yeah, some other big news: uh, the trailer for uh, Wakanda Forever has dropped. Um, you know, the star, of course, uh, Angela Bassett, Latisha Wright, um, Peter Nyong'o. Um, oh, oh, can uh, Walking Dead. Uh, can't, can't, um, deny, um, need the last name, sorry, but also, um, uh, Baku, <laughs> I can't remember, it's, it's oh, really yeah. Western Duke. 
and, uh, and others are back uh, for the sequel. Um, of course, there is going to be a new Black Panther that they're not replacing T'Challa, but they also are doing a new Black Panther, but they not, they have kind of teased who it was, sort of in the trailer, but you know, not sure. So, um, I don't know who it is. I <laughs> <laughs> think it's going to be Shuri. Uh, Shuri. It's Shuri. definitely going to be Shuri. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. definitely. Yeah. I, I mean, um, at least I think so. You know, at least comic wise, you yeah. know, it matches up. But I mean, the, in the film, the trailer definitely uh, showed that they're going to be paying homage somehow to uh, T'Challa, aka Chadwick, um, and this, and also just I mean, we it, it kind of ties into that speech that uh, Angela Bassett's character gives about you know loss that she because she the character has lost her husband and her son, uh, you know, within the universe a pretty, in a pretty short amount of time. So, you know. And 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 she lost for Forrest Wicker's character, who's someone they probably knew for a long time too. So, um, along with the, you know a nephew that you know tried to destroy them, but you know that's that's that. <laughs> uh, so I mean, I, I mean, I'm, I'm excited about the trailer. I'm gonna definitely gonna go see it. Um, you know, of course, the hope tips ain't, ain't uh, satisfied because you know they say it's uh, too too uh, female led, but you know, <laughs> oh, <laughs> it strikes again. So. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even get that. I mean, Baku was in the trailer. There's a lot of dudes in the trailer. Yeah, I guess a court, someone said online they said that he's that, that the hotel see, see him as a buck uh, now so he don't count or something like that. What? I don't know. I mean, if you watch the first movie, it was a female dominated cast, like from, yeah. from Peter's character to Angela Bassett to uh, Shuri to. Uh, who else? Ah, the do- the Dodger, um, his his mm-hmm. bodyguards, basically. You know, like it's, it's a heavy female cast. That like, well, the majority of the heavy hitters in that film are women. So it's like, even yeah. like I said, this is just a silly argument. I, I don't even know. I mean, you had uh, what's the name? You know, you know, Doctor Boyce Watkins. Yeah. Yeah, like he he. I ain't watched. I, I saw some post somebody shared about he has some whole whole watching about why he's not going to see Black Panther because you know there were no black men in the trailer or, or hardly any black men in the trailer. He said he he said like he said he wants he wants his daughters to see that they can be um, you know strong and empowered, but he said they don't need to uh, shave their heads and, and fight like men just to, to do so. I was like okay, so how do you feel like a woman? Nigga, that's like one <laughs> like, subgroup. That's like, not I mean, even all the women. All the women in Wakanda don't look like that. That's and, dumb and, as hell. And, and even if they did, I mean, like, like I said, how do you feel like a woman? Like, are you supposed to like, you know, fire your fire your nails while you fight? I mean, are, are you supposed to like put on some kitten heels and fight? Like, I mean, like, it, what's how is being feminine and being able to fight like incompatible? I don't know. That man been stupid for a long time. I don't even he, know why he, he was. He was disappointed because he wasn't always stupid, but now he chose to be stupid because. <laughs> Yeah. He was always one of them niggas, but it was just kind of like everybody. It, that was yeah, that was before people focused more on patriarchy. Really, it was all about you know, oh, being you know, pushing black issues and black. So you had to get one talking head who knew how to talk well and talk about black shit. Mm-hmm. So he was one. You know, Michael Eric Dyson kind of like that too, but he's not. He's um, he doesn't show you. He I don't I don't know how he really feels about stuff other than being black. And uh, um, I would say he. I mean, I haven't read his book. I mean, his books in a while. But um, I, I would, at least from what I've seen in interviews, he, he's not uh, ho tepe. <laughs> uh, right. you know, he's not. He's not bad. But I, he did. He has bought into a bit of the cancel culture thing, which is disappointing. But you know, 
Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I mean, it, the thing about that is, it is, it's, it, it exists, but it's not. A, I don't know why people act like it's the negative zone. Like it's not. <laughs> it's not like you're barred from reality. It's not like you're exiled. Like it's not mm. even really real. It's just that people don't like people have always been pissed off about stuff. Mm. It's just now they have a platform to tell you that they're pissed off. That's all it yeah. is. Yeah, it's, it's, it's nothing more than that. So I, I, it is just hard. But he's also like sixty. So I mean, yeah, that's right. Yeah, it's like you know, it's it's, a, it's, a, it's not you know, it's it's, it's it will be something if not nothing. So that's what that's why I was like, yeah. But in general, I I wouldn't put him in the same league as a uh, Doctor Watkins, you know, and other treating the sheet and them niggas, you know. I don't know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't see how anybody felt for his miss because he was he went it was like full on. Want to be pimped back in the day, and now he over here trying to uh, <laughs> argue with Umar on, on on live stream about whatever, you know. Just, yeah, it's uh, always it's, it's it's a live for every pot when it comes to those type of people. They'll find they find their audience, and their audience find them. They be made for each other. That's why I pay them no mind. I said they find some dummy to fat in their pockets, kind of like mm-hmm. preachers. But uh, uh, what's, what's the name? Like uh, what uh, TD Jakes. But on that rant about how, how about how women are, be, are being raised to be like men, and that they need to create a need for the man in your life for for a man to be in your life, it's like oh, all right. you know. Oh, man. Just, <laughs> I mean, you know, if, if you stop, if you stop taking the same the same women that you that you're trying to say uh, being too much like men, the ones lying in your pockets, but you know, right? And I'm man, if you want a woman like that, trust me, they are not hard to find. They they are everywhere. If you want a woman that's gonna cook and rub your back and do all that shit. That your your mama did for probably not even your daddy, but for some nigga, they out there. <laughs> they they are they are not a dying breed um, at all. But yeah, back to the trailer. Yes, <laughs> I was with um how they showed like the upcoming villain slash uh, anti hero and Neymar because uh, Neymar is a very interesting character and he's gonna end up probably having a lot of screen time in future Marvel movies because. He's not he's not necessarily a villain. Oh, he he's a he can be villainous, but he, he can be a hero as well. And I'm interested like, to see how how what you say? He's like chaotic good. Yeah, yeah. And I'm pretty sure uh judging with Ryan Coogler, they'll probably give him like a uh killmonger type of argument. I'm sure he won't be as uh problematic or as uh flawed as as uh killmonger was with his theory. But it'd basically probably be like a guy who's protected because he's like the king of Atlantis or whatever. He'd be protecting his people. And I'm pretty sure they'll just tie into like, oh, you people are, you know, you humans are so wasteful and, you know, blah, 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 whatever. But I'm, I'm interested to see how they put it out. And also, he's not uh, white. And a lot of people, a lot of white people are mad about that, too. Uh, <laughs> he's not white? Uh, they're, yeah, they're labeling this uh, um the woke agenda or whatever that he's not white because I'm like, how did you know Neymar well, was white? Because what, what was he, he white was, in the comic book? He was white appearing, but he had um, he he of course he had white skin, you know, mm. uh, but he had slanted eyes too, you know. He always had like a Pacific Asian kind of look in the face. Mm. So who knew? Who knows? You know, and even if he was white in the comics, that shit was written like. In the 30s or 20s or 40s or some shit, you know. So, like, <laughs> well, even well, depending on what Africa is from, I mean, you could be like you could be like a white person from America, but you could be from Egypt. Exactly. So, yeah. 
it's probably the same voice. Probably say, probably say, why isn't there a White Panther? Yeah, <laughs> right. Um, also, it was good to see. Uh, they also introduced another uh, female lead character, Riri, Riri Williams, uh, who was probably gonna have an integral role. I, maybe she might be the new Black Panther. I doubt it, but I think she she has a big role in the movie too. I mm-hmm. uh, also got to see um, Agent Ross in it briefly. Uh, I don't know what his role will be in the movie, but he was in the first one, so let's bring him back again. I don't know. Um, and Baku had a scene. Uh, I wouldn't be shocked if Baku became the new Black Panther by the end, but who knows? Uh, Angela Bassett looks like she's going to carry a lot of the opening act, probably. Oh, yeah, she was, she was using her uh, Captain Jackson voice in that speech. When she said she had you know, actually given enough. <laughs> Just giving you like you know you a liar you cheat, right? And so it's gonna be good, man. I, I, oh lord, I'm gonna go see it though. I'm 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 excited to go uh, watch it because it's been a while since I've been to the movies. Yeah, yeah. I, 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 I'll definitely go. See, are you gonna be wearing your white? <laughs> That's I'm not wearing no damn white. <laughs> damn uncle. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, you know, whatever, whatever people want to do. I mean, because you know, the first movie, the first movie that came out, everybody was wearing an African attire to movies, and I, you know, if people want to do that, that's fine. I mean, people, I mean, people wear, you know, people dress up in a, in a, in a, in a uh, Tim Curry drag for a uh, Rocky Horror Picture Show, so I can do it for for you know, yeah, like pants. It is so. what, I don't understand cosplaying as Nigerian when you're from uh, Harlem, but I, whatever, you know, hey, whatever floats your boat. But yeah, that's interesting. And I hope people have fun, you know, because it is just a movie. But um, I'm just interested to see how it's going to, like, how the execution is going to be without him. Because, like, it's also funny because Black Panther dies a lot in the in the comics and stuff. And, mm. of course, he's been, he's able to be brought back because it's comic books. But, damn, you can't bring him back in, in real life or live action. So it's, it's going to hit different, you know, uh, considering that this is it. You know, this is the last time. I don't know if they have any footage of him. I don't know how much he filmed. I don't know how they're going to execute, you know, his actual death because he is dead in the movie. Mm. So it's going to be interesting to see, especially like how are they going to kill him? You know, uh, it's going to be some bedside sickness. Because I think one time in the comic he died from a, um, I think a brain aneurysm or something. Mm. So it'd be interesting to see how he is. He's taken out in the Marvel universe. Yeah, 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 definitely. We'll see in November. So, um, uh, are you going to see Nope? I want. I want to see Nope. I, I really do. Uh, I just want to see it just to see what the fuck it's about. I, I don't know. I still don't know what it's about. <laughs> Meaning, I don't even tell me. Uh, I, I, I don't even. Y'all see a bunch of this looking up, like looking up and, and giving yeah. the Z face, like like uh, and doing like. <laughs> Hand class, whatever. But. I, I don't know what's going on, man. I just know I might be surprised or I might be really disappointed. Yeah. Uh, are I you going to go see it? Uh, I may wait on it. I don't know. Um, because the trailer, like I said, trailer was kind of confusing, and you know, I ain't feel strong. I ain't feel strongly enough to be like to to to, to you know risk going and paying money and paying for popcorn to go see it and feel like I wasted my time and you know. It just—I don't know. It just—it was. It just—I get. I get. I, I probably get that he wanted to give anything away, but in doing that, 
it didn't really give a strong indication of what it was actually about. Um, yeah. You know, com com compared to like Get Out, like you watch Get Out, trailer for Get Out, you know it, you kind of know what you're getting oh, into. Yeah. You know, um, us slightly, you know, with the, with, the tellers, with, with the tellers and everything, but this, I, I don't know what, you know, something in the sky and it's strange and possibly scary, you know. Yeah, and Kiki Palmer's doing a lot of sweating, so I don't know. Yes. I don't know, but I didn't like us, so hopefully I like this. We'll see. Um, Jordan Peele is cool. He's a, he's a, a cool guy, and I'm glad I'm, he's found his niche. Uh, he, he's doing big things. Uh, maybe the nigga will be this generation. Uh, Black Spielberg. Uh, matter of fact, I regret saying that. Let me take the back. He'll be this generation's uh, memorable director, you know? Mm-hmm. Because there's not too many guys you could just name drop now. You know, you'd be like Ryan Coogler or shit, who else? I know it's more, uh, but it's like Ava. Oh, Ava Duvernay. Mm, uh, yeah. I got, guess. Well, I mean, you got what she did with Selma and When They See Us and uh mm-hmm. Oh, she's she's big time. I don't yeah. really care much for her shit. Uh, I like I mean uh, Selma was cool. But, uh, uh, you got what's the name Barry Jenkins that did um oh uh, Moonlight yeah and also um and, uh, Mule, Mule Street. no did he do Who did no 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 play? somebody else I think that was Scott Lee Scott Ridley or somebody or, yeah okay yeah he did the Barry okay. Jenkins did, did Bill Street and then Moonlight and something else thing yeah so yeah that's that's good Jordan Peele was able to be one of those names. One of those people you just see and you just know, like Jordan Peele, like, oh, okay, get out. But I always felt like get out was just, he set the bar so high that I don't even know if it'll be well, he, easy to just pass that. Well, he, I think he himself said, I think when, some, when Us came out, you know, he said, get out with this, like, the black man's like worst nightmare. So it was more than just like a standard horror movie, but like, the, but Us, I'm assuming, nope. Or or just horror movies that happen to feature black people, you know. That's yeah, us was cool. Yeah. It had some messages, I guess, but I didn't get half of this shit. And I was like, all right, he he could have wrapped this up better. But uh, <laughs> nope, I'm just fascinated by the by the by what it could be because I don't know nothing that's going on. So mm. we'll see. But it's good you brought up that risk factor when you go see a movie in theaters because yeah. um. I, I, that's kind of one of the good things I like about not going to, I don't leave my house. I'm not paying a lot of money. I'm just chilling, you know, and I can watch it on one of the streaming, one of the many streaming services I'm already paying for. Mm. So, I guess now we talk about uh, main events. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Which is already we leaked. See. Uh, I can't well, so in case you've been under a rock, you know, the Beyonce's sixth uh sixth or seventh solo album, seventh solo album. Um Renaissance Act One drops Friday, or it's supposed to drop Friday, it is actually leaked as of this afternoon. Uh I haven't listened to it at all, and I don't think you listen to it listen to it yet either. Um probably because I guess I, I just switched to Friday because I'm kind of lazy. <laughs> um for like uh to get to the bowels of the internet to find find where the where the tracks are. Um, but I've heard that it is full on house and dance, but nevertheless, we can speculate until then. Uh, so the track just came out last week and I managed to get a screenshot of it. So 16 tracks, uh, I guess we can just go by one by one and, and give our predictions. 
Uh, first track is called I'm That Girl. Um, I can see that being like a heard that a thousand times. <laughs> I can see that being like Formal. a ball, like like a you know boom 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 type of type of ballroom sort of track, you know, uh, one of those type of things. Yeah. Um, what about you? I don't know. I mean, Beyonce been saying she that girl, she that bitch, she that queen, she that lord, she the savior. <laughs> like the last uh, Yeah. So I'm like, mm, mm. I'm like, okay, all right. What else you got? <laughs> uh, so next up we got cozy, which could go either way. That could be like a, a like a a, a down tempo uh, dance track, or you know, or like synth poppy maybe. Interesting. interesting interesting title interesting premise positively i'm 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 with it let's see let's see what happens yeah uh then we got alien superstar uh which could be like intergalactic disco which could always be fun <laughs> i don't know what that is I, it sounds fun hopefully she got somebody that's cool on there like maybe like a tiara whack or something like that or somebody that can make it feel like what mm-hmm. the title is yeah uh, We'll see, because I, I don't know. Yeah, I say solo arranged so only so far <laughs> that we can go with uh, not singing wise, but like as far as like subject matter and topics to be to my mm-hmm. alien superstar. So let's see. I mean, I don't think she would be on it, but I mean that sounds like a prime candidate for Doja Cat or alien superstar. Oh yeah. Oh yeah, that's great. I I, yeah. I don't think she'd be on it either, but that would be dope. Mm-hmm. Uh then after that we got uh Cuff It. You know, which could be, uh, you know, our, uh, an anthem for the cuffing season, but I don't think that's that's to be the case. It may be something else. Um, I don't know. I'm getting R and B vibes from the title, but you never know. So, oh yeah, we know this is this is With probably it. raunchy. Uh, you gotta work for this pussy, Beyonce. Uh, bedroom time, Beyonce. Mm-hmm. Dance, dance for you, uh, Rocket Beyonce. Yeah. Oh, 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 or maybe a, a sequel to Blow, which is one of my favorite tracks off of uh, the self-titled. So that's cool. Yeah. Then we got an energy, which someone pointed out is, is also a title of a Carrie Hilson song, which you know back in the day. Oh lord. Oh, lord. <laughs> back in back in the day. Yeah, back let in the day. Let that woman. Let her rest. <laughs> let her rest. <laughs> Yeah, it's like, enough, Lord. Yeah, she got she all right. She survived. You know, she didn't have a she didn't probably she did probably like she like she probably could have as an artist. But she still had some you know some songwriting credits and things like that. So. Oh yeah, she ain't broke. Yeah, yeah. She, yeah, she yeah she did. Despite despite her belief in in conspiracy theories about cell phone towers, but you know, oh, uh, yeah, five <laughs> G. But uh, <laughs> yeah, the name of the track is called Energy. So I mean, my first mind tells me it, it could be like the big pop record of the, the big pop. You know sound of the album because the title you know energy like you know you think huge chorus sing along type, type of thing but yeah. yeah it could be i i mean it's such a simple title that i don't know what to expect i mean it mm. could be chill could be could be big could be just i don't know I, i'm that that one's real uh that's a big question mark on that one yeah then we got Break My Soul, which of course we know what that is, a house and a little bit of freedom in the mix. Uh, mm-hmm. So, then after that is Church Girl, which uh, you know, I that's think that's, that could incorporate a bit, a bit of 
maybe like a uh, a disco house sound, maybe or like a you know a bit of funk in there, a little bit of gospel in there. Yeah, Which, I mean, I'm I, since, like, since okay, I was saying maybe like a bad, maybe like some, maybe like a daddy listens moment. What, what what moment? Maybe like a daddy listens. Oh, okay. uh, daddy listens. You know, yeah. Beyonce gives a, a, her her story, her upbringing. Yeah, maybe grew up in the church. Yeah, maybe, perhaps. But I was thinking it's kind of, it kind of either break my soul that uh, it just continues like that sort of gospel house sound, that soul for house sound, you know. Yeah. You know, sound wise. Okay, so then we got um, what is it? Plastic off the sofa, which I can't decide if I want that to be like some deep poetic sort of thing or like, or like just like <laughs> some, some uh, or like some late summer ratchet shit for everybody, like another Seven Eleven. 11 Straight to the straight to the gutter with this one. I like it. I like the title. I hope the energy matches it. I feel like it's gonna be probably raunchy. It might be a little corny, but I'm I, I, I'll be corny with it. You know? I like the title. The title is probably the most creative title on there, so I'll fuck with it. Yeah, that remind me of actually around that, that Atlanta episode where they uh, June trip. June episode of the first season of Atlanta, where they talked to that woman who, who did that playful tie period called uh, "With Tail Between Legs." <laughs> She said she, she, wrote, <laughs> she wrote about about them being trapped somewhere in her, her, during Hurricane Katrina in some bar or something like that. It, it, it just reminds me of that with the, with the title because, like, you know, Plastic Off the Sofa. Like, if, if this was a launch, I would think it'd be like like some you know jazzy interlude about you know possession and and you know uh, black autonomy. But but Beyonce, I'm not sure it could go either way. You know. Oh, yeah, I'm, I don't know. I like that a lot. I like that title. That's probably yeah. my favorite one. Yeah. Uh, then we got Virgo's Groove, which I think is going to be, I think that'll be like the, the you know, 70s throwback R&B sort of dance or the track, you know. It, it, yeah. Mm-hmm. And, you know, everybody loves the Zodiac shit now. So. <laughs> yes, indeed. Then we got, <laughs> oh, well, I'm trying to read this one. The lights are kind of blocking it from the from the post, but uh, unless Mo is called, I'm not sure, but but uh, one, one, the one after that is called Heated, which you know what's it, what's it called? Uh, the one I can't read. The, I can't read track uh ten, but the one after that is called Heated. Heated. Oh, okay. I don't know where that can go. I don't know. If heated is like that's mad or heated is it? It could be another like a uh, resentment or like another um what am um. Um, uh, ring the alarm. That that's it could be it could be one, no, one of those. <laughs> it could be you know uh, in that vein because I mean like, like you said it has multiple multiple means. It could be like heated as far as like I'm upset, uh, or um, heated as far as like you know I'm in heat. Mm. Yeah. I hope not. We got no horny songs. Okay, damn. Uh, so, uh, track ten is called "Move," which you know I'm my first mind oh, dance. Look, catch the cat, cat, cat. You know. Uh, then after heated, we got thick, which I, that's probably like a positive, body positive anthem. Um, mm. You know. Yeah, heard all before. Well, you know, maybe a forty-something woman's take on bootylicious. You know, which could be a different perspective. catalog. Feel like a forty-something. <laughs> 
talk about curves and, and body a lot, uh, jumping in the jeans and all that shit. It's like, yeah. Mm. Uh, <laughs> then we got all in your mind or in your mind. Sorry, you know. In you, in I like mind. that. <laughs> yeah, that. You know what? Now, now that we're talking about the track list, <laughs> I really do. I'm really feeling like this whole album is gonna be dance. Oh yeah, because no, it just I, sounds I, I, serious. Yeah. Right, I thought open your mind. I, I thought I'm the. I'm, I'm always getting, I'm getting all these uh '90s flashbacks. I've been thinking that episode of Fresh Prince with Ashley singing. You know, mm-hmm. you playing my mind, boy. <laughs> <laughs> That's actually kind of a bop, though. I'm not, not lying. <laughs> I mean, you know. <laughs> um, yeah, the, <laughs> we got track 14 is America Has a Problem. Uh, oh. which, again, <laughs> it, it could go either cringy political route or like, you know, it could either go run the world, girls, or it could go like, it could go freedom. Because I mean, run the world, I mean, when I see live performances of it, I like it. When I hear it on record, it leaves me cold. But freedom. That's all they did on all. Hmm. What's the song they did? What's the song Jay Z and Beyonce did on Everything Is Love? When oh, she did uh, like uh, uh, MLK Boulevard. I'm good. That one. <laughs> yeah, that one. Hello, hello. <laughs> yeah. Hiya, hiya. But that, that that was that was my good harmonies. I'm just that you know she can she lays yeah. some vocals. But yeah, that yeah, oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm good. Yeah. Uh, it could be in that vein. It could go, it could go either way. That, that type of track. Um. I think I said this in, when I in our when we were texting back and forth about it. Uh, pure slash honey. I think that's that's gonna be like a super R and B, funk, you know, channel a little Jasmine Sullivan esque type of thing. To my mind. This could be a kind of long album, huh? Or maybe these all be like. But, well, like, I think. But I think like. Yeah, like all in your mind is like uh two forty two minutes and forty nine seconds. Um, some oh, of the other, yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Oh yeah, I, I looked up online. Uh, energy is like a le- less than like two minutes. Okay. Uh, and like um, the longest song is Virgo's Groove, which is like six minutes. So. Oh damn. I mean, you know, if you think, I, I, well, now I think about it, six minutes, quiet storm, or not quiet storm, like down tempo, uh, chill, house. At the house they play at two in the morning, mm-hmm. but like, we'll Frank, see. Like, like 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 some Frankie Knuckles type shit, like you know. Mm-hmm. Six minutes, uh, Whew, I got shit to do. Uh, I mean, but you think about it, you think about all those like classic like slow jams, like House is Not a Home, uh, Love Ballad, all those song, all those stuff is like five six minutes long. Mm-hmm. They don't feel like it because the song is so good, you know. I don't run them hoes back like that. Oh, I feel you. <laughs> <laughs> and then the last check we got is a summer renaissance, uh, which I think that's, could that's be like good. a naturey, Caesar esque, out you know outro or something. Right. I almost feel like that should be the intro. Summer renaissance. Yeah. Maybe it's leading to the into part two, act two. Oh no! Yeah, it is. The title is very open. You know, the Renaissance Act One. So we don't know if this could be like a trilogy or what. Maybe uh, it's no, a trilogy that wraps up her, wraps up her career. Oh no, not that. I mean, <laughs> 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 uh, no, I, 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 I don't think they will. I don't think it'll. I don't, I don't think she's gonna retire yet. I think 
I need a good more at least another 10 years, I think. Not she probably won't release this often, but I think I don't think she's gonna retire yet. This is my you know, my opinion. <laughs> yeah. You never know. And uh also, you know, she she's a young, I mean 40's young, and she's yeah. young, she takes good care of herself. But also, uh who knows, man? Who knows? Maybe she'd be like, you know, I did my, I did everything I could do. I'm done. Or maybe she keeps doing this shit till she like 75. Who knows? Yeah, I mean, Tina did. Yeah, I think last time Tina was on tour, mm-hmm. she was about, about, I think, set, early 70s. She, and Diana Ross was performing at Glastonbury. So, very, <laughs> I said it right. I said it correctly. <laughs> and she's 78. Ooh, no. So the album dropped Friday. Friday. It'll be here for you. No, it's are you taking the day off or what? No, no, I'm not. No, I mean, I'm definitely gonna listen to it because I I have time to listen to it, but I wouldn't I wouldn't take the day off for it. Uh, she was doing like a Renaissance concert in New Orleans. I probably would take the day off and go down there to see it. You know that, but like not this to that. Oh yeah, that's another good. That's another good pivot. So when do you think the tour is coming? You think right after she announced or? You know, because this album, uh, I feel like this album probably been done, but she probably mm-hmm. was waiting on to see how like shit was going with COVID, so they can tour. Cause everybody wants to tour. Yeah, you know, that's um, how you make your money. I think yes, I think she it, the tour probably will be announced soon. Um, she may follow like Kendrick did because Kendrick, Kendrick released uh, Miss Morale, and then the tour was announced pretty much like the week day after or the week after the album came out. Oh, so. yeah, it was quick. Yeah. So I think it'll be she'll probably follow something similar. If you're thinking about, it, she kind of follow what we what we kind of want her to do in terms of the rollout. Because remember, we we said in our very first episode that you know she she should she should do out some opposite of what she she's done the last couple of albums with with uh, Lemonade and uh, Self Tired and Black is King. Like just strip it all back and just put out the sing put out the album, put out the single and put out and then put out the album and maybe do a few performances. And she's pretty much done that. Mm-hmm. Uh, this release. You know, aside from the leak, everything's pretty much run smoothly. Which I do wonder if if the leak ha- will impact anything in in terms oh, of like no. part two or part three. You know, um, as far as but as far as release strategy, because you know she, she probably I mean she probably didn't want want a leak to happen, but it, it has happened. So I wonder if, if that will affect if if there, if there is an act two and an act three or just an act two, um, will that affect the release strategy for it? You know, because it's I don't think she cares. You don't think she cares. <laughs> I think she does because I mean she kind of I mean she kind of prides herself on like you know just let you know of, of, of releasing it on her term on, on having on having on having us consume her art on her terms and and you know for the first time in forever really it's, it's, it's kind of out of her control at least for the, the next you know uh, yeah day and but a like half. two days yeah day and a yeah. half you know it's not it's not bad then I think she at the point where like, she don't give a fuck she's just like hey I just want y'all to hear it. <laughs> Enjoy it, love it, you know, whatever. Cause she she don't even care about album sales no more. Cause I, that's that's the biggest part. That's one of the most points that uh, Beyonce haters and people that just outright don't like her. It's one day to be critical. People that are like, I remember people bringing up the, the album sales for self-title. Like, oh, look at how bad it did. And I'm like, well, it came out of nowhere. And then who cares? Like, <laughs> who cares? Like. The, the the chart girls care if you've ever been in a in a discussion group form whatever that's that I, not to stereotype but that, that is predominated by mostly gay men 
you will see chart figures and chart and chart numbers and number one sales and when this happened and when that chart just go, it, it, it comes up <laughs> when you talk oh, about yeah. the, the, when you talk about the deep pure, pure sales was, and was, all that because I was having this conversation I remember vividly with somebody who uh was in the Rihanna Navy and uh they mentioned uh album sale they compared uh I think anti to lemonade and just talked about the numbers and, da, 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 da. and I was like man who cares like <laughs> It, it, it's, it, 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 pay, it plays to the stand. I'm just like you'll have, you know, Whitney versus Mariah stands and talking about, well, well, she Whitney didn't write her own songs. Mariah wrote, wrote her hits, you know, just it's, it's the whatever thing you can put over the, the other person to to make your, to, right. to, in, in the name of your fave, that's sales is part of that, you know. Um, which, I mean, at this point, which, you know, really in terms of Beyonce, you know, post four, she really didn't give much mind to, to radio hits and, and album sales and she and that was like a conscious decision really because because she said so like she's you know from from four on just really been way more of a, she's been really more of like an album almost prog rock sort of artist in a way like you know these like these insular projects that she just puts out you know right yeah that's, and that's back to my point but i don't think she cares that much uh just because it's like she's done it all she sold a million records She's won all the Grammys. At this point, I think she's just trying to make like the best music she wants to make and just probably push herself to new areas. <clears throat> you know, as far as that point, but and make a lot of money. Because <laughs> as, as the Carters let it be known, they like to make lots of money. Mm-hmm. And they want you to know it. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, man, I'm excited. I'm going to listen, you know. Uh, y'all know we're going to do a review. Uh, mm. So, look out for that and I hope y'all enjoy it. I hope y'all have fun with it. Do what you want to do with it. Hate it, love it. Just listen to it and take what you will from it. Yeah, I wanted to be in any uh, proper videos. The only video we really got was like a little bit of the photo shoot she did for British Vogue for uh, "Break My Soul." That's pretty much it. Oh, you That's know, you cool. know they coming. They coming. <laughs> they coming. The videos coming. You just wait. Yeah. <laughs> now, uh, will we'll it see- be like um, past albums where it's like? Um, you know, uh, a bunch of I don't know because who knows the videos. Maybe the videos already done, <laughs> and then they just drop. Who knows? Mm. <clears throat> uh, but also speaking of albums, a uh, recent album was you know uh, Lizzo's second album or uh, second major label album came out uh, about about two weeks ago, I think. So special. Mm. How was how was it? Um, I like it overall. I like it more than uh, um, cause I love you. Um, I think Lizzo. Um, I get. I mean, her brand is like you know empowerment and you know positivity and like you know your best friend in your head sort of thing. And I, I, and I think she's she's she definitely writes to that or plays up to that on that on certain songs on the album. And it's not. I think it works. Um, songs like uh about it's a, it's about damn time. It works with that sort of same sort of disco we post disco sort of sound that Beyonce is kind of rep, uh dipping into. Um also another track I like Everybody's Gay, uh which is was another like dance track, disco track. So it works on certain songs, but I feel like the tower track and like one or two others is like it like it, it dips into like um after school special territory, you know, in terms of like <laughs> the, 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 the 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 feel of it. Like I get it's like in, instead of like saying, instead of like emp- empowering to just uh, being, it's like she, it's like empowerment with like a capital E, 
And I and you know, I mean, if it speaks to somebody, then great. But like, I, it 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 is it's, it's around that line of like tiptoeing into like you know, uh, less camp and just straight you know, uh, uh, cheesiness, I guess. Like the songs hmm. I really, the songs I like, I, I I replayed the most besides the ones I mentioned. Uh, to be loved was another great. Oh, she actually um flipped uh zeros I hate you into I love you bitch, which I thought was most of the reviewers didn't catch that, but one guy, one one black writer from Vulture, he caught it. Uh, most of them didn't catch that, but um the tracks I, f- I found myself playing over and over again were like um break up twice, where she like she like interpolates Lauren Hill's uh doo-wop thing in there. Um, and then another one was um, the last track on the album, uh, Coldplay. She sampled five uh, fireworks, I believe, or which I think this is Coldplay song or Yellow. One of the one 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 old school Coldplay song she sampled, and it felt like those tracks felt like it, she was tr- she wasn't trying to be like uh, she wasn't playing in, playing into the brand so much or like playing into like being the empowering friend so much, just singing about her own emotions, and that to me felt. It resonated more with me than than some of the other stuff. Some hmm. of those songs, "Naked" was "Naked" was another one that that stood out too. Uh, it reminded remind me of uh, "Lingerie" from "Cause I Can." Like it was like it almost felt like she was like she wasn't trying so hard, and she was just sort of like letting the this the honest emotion come through. Not that the other stuff isn't honest, but it's just like she just she wasn't just she just was being. She wasn't just trying to be like you know. Um, Trying, she wasn't just trying. She wasn't trying to be like. It wasn't branding. It just, it just felt like emotion. If that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Well, that, I, I'm not gonna say I'm gonna listen to the whole album, but that zero flip has my attention, so I might check that out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh man, it, it, it's, it's, yeah, it's, it's like it's, it's like it's a mix of styles. Some some of it's like retro, it's like it's like Amy House, S Soul. Some of it's like '80s pop. Influence and some of and got the, the disco sound going on, so it's a it's a it's a uh, array of different things going on. So, mm. all uh, I'll check out the zero sample though, but uh, that's about it, probably. Well, uh, is that, is it, she has that's what she samples zero, but she has sings the melody. Like it's, it's, it's oh, one of the things. It's, it, yeah, yeah, it's one of those things. It's one of those things where like if you know it, you know it, but if you don't, you'll miss it. Okay, well, I'm not gonna listen to him. <laughs> uh, but yeah, that's that's cool though. I'm I'm happy for Lizzo. I'm happy she's out. she's a pop star. Okay, we need pop stars. Uh, yeah, and I like I do like the fact that she that she is like tongue and cheek and camping because particularly with black artists, but black women in general, you know, usually don't, they aren't usually allowed to be there. Because I mean, much as I love R and B, R and B can be very uh, humorless. As it, as it, you know, because if you're singing a straightforward love songs, it you know, it's not really much humor there that you can do. And be campy, but she manages to, you know, both have honest emotion and be campy, which you know is not always easy to pull off. So I like that about her. But you know, right. Mm. Oh, wow. oh, what's up? Uh, you know who's doing the R and B group? Um, Who? Ray J, uh, Bob Valentino, Sammy, and Pleasure P. RSVP. Is that real? Yes, it's mighty oh, real. It's, it's the course of Esther. That's the millennial TGT. <laughs> Stop it. I told well, I, said, I, I said somebody posted it. And I, I wrote a comment. I said, I don't know whether the be intrigued or cackle like sugar, Avery. Mm, 
I'm not expecting anything good to come from that. Maybe the tour will be fun, but <laughs> well, I'm with yeah. you. I mean, if the, I mean, Rage better drink whatever Brandy gave him because my God, <laughs> I mean. I mean, everybody got you no. Know, people have everybody got the off days, and you got you no. Know, this time, you know, you, you, because Neil was talking about they were they were asking Neil about that on the on the uh, Quest Love podcast. He was saying, you know, everybody got the off days vocally, but like there was nothing good about that. Oh, like, Ray J was never who who just had Ray J on their list of top male vocalists anyway. I mean, not even just top, but like it was. Just, I mean, like you could tell somebody singing, and maybe they don't have like, they don't have like this have the best voice, but like you know they had like a strong emotion, or like they got like you know a presence, or like you know or maybe they they sing most of the okay, but maybe they go flat every once in a while. Like it was all just yeah, you know. So yeah, I, yeah, do what you will with that information. <laughs> uh so yeah, man, look forward. Please look forward to our review episode of Beyonce's Renaissance Act One. Um, we're just gonna do our best to do, I guess, a deep dive. Uh it'll be interesting, of course. Let us know how y'all feel about the album. If y'all like it, love it, or hate it when we, when it drops. And that's all I have to say at the moment. Oh, Any last uh, well, we probably be talking about uh, well, at least I'll maybe I'll mention it. Uh, Pat LaBelle is gonna be appearing on Drink Champs with Norey and uh, the other co-hosts. Uh, and apparently, and they did they posted one one uh, extended clip today, and she's she was talking about the uh, infamous clip of her being uh, epically shaded by Aretha Franklin at the White House. And so she should be talking about talking about that during the, her appearance, and also about the Van Dross and some other things. You know, Patty got I mean, Patty been around, so you got story, you know, Donna Ross. Luther, uh, is she drinking? Is she drinking on the show? I, 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 she was sipping a little champagne. I think nothing, nothing hard, but you know, she, she was loose. She was loosened up, <laughs> you know. Uh, and so she was, you know, she, she felt she, 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 like she was relaxed. She was comfortable. Uh, someone posted this on, on uh, a friend of mine on Facebook, and I agree. Like I think uh, among the um, the singers of her generation, she, she navigates social media the best. You know, like Patty Pies. Uh, now being on drink champs, like other things, like uh, the the thing with the the, the verse of a glass night, like she does it better than you, I can't think of another, another singer from her era that that stays in the conversation more than, better than she does, with the exception of Dolly Parton. Oh, how y'all doing? What about Dion Ward? Dion, yeah, I mean tweets here and there, but like consistently, I would say Patty. Mm, yeah, but Patty should. And one thing about the patty pie, that really wasn't her. That was more but, so. But, but, uh, but she, she knew how to take advantage of it, though. That's what I mean. Oh, yeah. I mean, it, it was a layup, but she kind of <laughs> she kind of fucked it up when she uh, discredited that boy, too, though. Kind of had yeah. to sign out patty for that. But yeah, she made true, up for him. Yeah, she made she up for him. Threw the bag yeah. at him. Yeah, she did. Brought him well, I, guess, hey, I guess what I mean, like, she, when things when things come to a patty pie, one, like the verses, oh. the verses with Glass Night. Or like you know now with like I would last time I was expecting to see is, is on drink chance with Norey. Right, right. She has a good like, team. Whoever yeah, her team is. Her, her son, but she hey. told she, she told her about it. Like I couldn't I couldn't imagine like uh, Diana Ross or or um, or um, or even like last night maybe Shaka Khan maybe. Yeah, you know, Shaka Khan pretty cool, but yeah, for the most you know, part, yeah. But you know, know but, she, but Shaka Khan is sober, so she but they put they wouldn't invite her on drink champs, you know. Right. Uh, yeah. So yeah, but like I, I couldn't. I, I would say Patty got it, and then Dion. Yeah, Dion. I, I could see uh, being on Drink Champs, <laughs> uh, and then. Uh, but yeah, 
Apparently, the, she navigates you know the modern social media pretty well compared to some of her peers. You know. Yeah. And they and these motherfuckers are old. <laughs> so, I mean, yeah, they 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 they're up there, they're getting up there in 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 age, you know. Because uh, like I said, you got, I mean, among the deep on that generation, you got who left? You got Patty, you got Dan, you got you get Cheryl. She was born around the same era. Um, Roger Flack, you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think Patty's always been pretty hip, though. You know, mm-hmm. even during like the nineties, she was on a different world, and she mm-hmm. was on a lot of TV. And- she always, yeah. she always found a way to, to stick around. You know, just when you thought you was about to forget about it, she's bam, she's mm-hmm. somewhere. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that's, that's a good mm-hmm. point. But uh, yeah, we're about to wrap this one up. Uh, shoot. Once again, get back with us next episode for the Beyonce Renaissance Act 1 review and let us know what you think. I'm sure y'all gonna have a lot of opinions. We will too. Hopefully, good opinions. I don't want to hate on it too hard, but if mm. I don't like the shit, I don't like the shit. But uh, <laughs> we're also uh, that's 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 all I got to say. And I'm uptown Bobby, aka Robert Brown. Uh, I'm Afro. Oh well, K Clark and Afro Sensei. Yeah, so. <laughs> yeah both. <laughs> and uh, this has been another episode of the Side Eye. Keep your eyes open and your eyebrows raised. Thank y'all for listening. Y'all are such beautiful people. We enjoy y'all. Take care of yourselves. Love each other. We out.